2: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I am going to be joined by all of my co-hosts over the course of this episode and next week's episode, because it's an annual tradition. It's a re- we reflect back on the past year with each of who we who am I the royal we? Oh, my gosh. So I, with the co hosts each co-host in subsequent order, will reflect back on the past year And as well as look forward to the new year. So first up is Katie Snevice. Hello, Katie. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good, good. I hear it is incredibly cold there in Denver.
3: Well, it's not quite yet right now. I mean, it's just so bizarre. It's 50 degrees, but it's going down to like negative some ungodly number um, (laughs) later on tonight. So yes, it's apparently it's going to be the coldest day in the Boulder-Denver area in like 32 years. That oh was the God. latest news. So we'll see. We'll see how cold it really gets. I don't know. So does that mean your workout tomorrow will be indoors? It sure will be. Yes. I think I will be riding the bike tomorrow morning with all of my kids and my dog probably staring at me because that's what they like to do when I'm on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
2: well, well, Katie, when you think back over the year, would you say you were training or exercising?
3: I was definitely exercising. I was thinking about it this morning. I didn't run a single race this year. (gasps) I had signed up to run the Boulder Boulder, which is something that my husband and I run every year since we've moved here. But one of my kids um, got a stomach bug like the night before. So I couldn't Mm. go. And then, yeah, I mean, I didn't run any other races, which I think this is the first year and I don't know. 10, 15 years where I didn't run a race. So definitely exercise focused. And I think that what I loved the most about this year was the variety of my workouts. So Ooh. I did everything from running to a lot of hiking to playing tennis. To, we ski a lot as a family. So it's been fun. You know, it's it's been fun. I think next year I'll probably try to add some races to my calendar. But this year it was more so about just getting out there and getting the exercise done every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you did, though, try to get into one race. You tried to get into the New York City Marathon and then instead your husband, Dan, did. That's true. Yes, he did.
3: (laughs) And you know what? When that day came about and it was 75 degrees, I sure was happy that I was not running that race. (laughs) (laughs) But did it,
2: watching him do New York City because you've run Chicago Marathon, did it light a fire in you to do another marathon or to throw your hat in again for New York City?
3: You know, I, not really another marathon, to be honest, at least not right now. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it didn't inspire me. It just, I really want to run. I I love a half marathon. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to run the Colorado half marathon, which is in Fort Collins in May of next year. And then I might go back to Chicago and run the half marathon with my niece. Mm Mm-hmm. We ran it together a couple of years ago, her first half marathon. So I thought that was a lot of fun. So I, I really like, I just love a half marathon because for me, it allows me to be able to play all the sports and all the other activities that I want to mm-hmm. do as opposed to just focusing on running all the time, which isn't always possible with my lifestyle.
2: Exactly. I got to say that, you know, as people who listen to this show know I do love pickleball and I got quite obsessed with it this year. And that back in January, before my back got injured, that I made the decision to not run the Missoula marathon because I thought, "Ooh, all that training is going to really cut into my pickleball and my
3: swimming. So, (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I know. I mean, I think I'd love to run another marathon at some point, but I don't know, I just don't have the the itch to do it because of mm. that exact reason. I want to be able to do all of the other things.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so how did you choose the race in Fort Collins?
3: Well, I will say, so not that Dan and I do everything together, trust me, we do not. But when <laughs> his you know, because of the weather, his race was not what he wanted it mm. to be in New York. Mm-hmm. It was a great race, but just not the time that he wanted. So he's like, I want to run another marathon. You know, it's, um, just do one close by. And I was like, oh, I'll do the half marathon with you. So I, I have scrounged up a couple friends and, um, they're doing it with me as well. So he's going to run the full. We're going to run the half and mm. yeah. So that's kind of why we picked it. It's just a close half marathon in the spring, which is what we wanted. Mm -hmm. and and your
2: three girls will go over and cheer for you all?
3: Well, funny you ask. My (laughs) niece and her fiancé live in Fort Collins. So we're like, Lauren, how about Mm -hmm. we drop the girls off at your house Mm -hmm. and you watch them for the weekend and Dan and I can run the race and have a little weekend away. And so I'm still (laughs) waiting to hear back from her on that one because I'm not sure. I mean, she's... is always up for watching my kids, but she's a nurse now. She has a real job. So she's like, I think I might be working that weekend, but we'll figure
2: it out. (laughs) She's already saying that in the
3: races in May. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like, do you have your schedule already? Are you just making this up? I'm not quite sure which one it
2: is. (laughs) Well, I actually don't envision your girls saying okay to not watching the two of you race. I mean, they went out to New York City to see Dan run the marathon. I just think they're going to put up a fuss and
3: be like, no, mom and dad, we want to come watch your race. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. They do think it's really fun to to watch us. I mean, I think they do. You know, they say that they do. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i hopeful that whether it's my niece, Lauren, or, you know, we have a lot of family in town, a brother or another niece or nephew, you know, we'll definitely bring him to the finish line and, and see us cross it, especially with Ella is a big cross-country runner, and Maeve wants to run cross-country, so I want them to Mm -hmm. see us cross that finish line, and it'll Mm -hmm. inspire them Mm -hmm. to do their own thing. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow.
3: And make them realize that Mom can do it, too, after watching Dan finish, cross the the finish line. Exactly. Yes, Uh most
2: definitely, most definitely. So, okay, you've got the three daughters You are going to sporting their sporting events all the time, multiple ones on the weekends. I don't know (laughs) how you cram it all in. When do you make time for self-care
3: or do you? Oh, what is self-care, Sarah? (laughs) I mean, for me, I think exercise is really self-care. You know, I'm not going to go sit in a bath or I don't know, whatever else people do for self-care. It's just not (laughs) in the cards for me right now with with our lifestyle and i'm totally okay with that that's that's the thing like i choose to put my kids in this many activities um because i love it i love watching them and they want to do it more importantly i'm not going to mm-hmm. force them to go play a sport that they don't want to do so really it's when i i think i've told you before i run a lot with friends so you know those run therapy sessions that i have with my friends are my are my version of self care, truly, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. when I'm playing mm-hmm. tennis, or when I'm hiking. I mean, it's just it's really working out for me is when I get self care. And then when I lay in bed at night, and I read a book, I mean, that's, that's a little bit of self care every day, right? <laughs> it is.
2: It is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe over time, it will change. But but for now, that's what works. And I love you saying that your runs with your friends or your self care. That's what so many of us find to be the truth.
3: Yes, definitely. I mean, I no. look forward to those every week as we all do. We know how important it is. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just funny that the topics that we, we tackle running down the middle of a street at six o'clock in the morning, you almost <laughs> wonder if people can hear us chatting, oh, exactly. you know, and like, they're probably like, oh my God, what are those ladies talking about up there? But um, it's just so freeing because there's just something about in the early morning, it's mm-hmm. dark out a little bit still, and you are just not, in, you know you're you're mm-hmm. talking about anything and everything from both mm-hmm. sides. So it's I, I I love it. That is definitely my mm-hmm. form of self care for
2: sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make me miss my runs with Molly talking about I that. I know, uh, yeah. I know.
3: But a walk is just as good, or a hike. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really anything. Like one of my good friends, she does not run at all, and so she's got me into going to bar classes with her. So I try to go to that with her once a week or every other week, and I love it. I mean just it's about spending time with people in my opinion and if you can do a two-for-one workout with it then mm-hmm. then that's great I mean that's how I hang out with my friends It's mainly working out we don't you know that's just that's just how we spend time together
2: it is on the weekends now Molly and I drive to a pool that is just far too far away really to be going to it's 25 30 minutes away but I'm like hey it's not like we can talk while we're swimming. I mean, it's nice to know, you know, glance to the side and see that she's there. But it's the time that we get to talk in the car because, you know, as adults, it's not like you. Hey, let's get in the car and go somewhere together. And right. Talk. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I
3: mean, it's not always possible to grab a coffee afterwards or a ice mm-hmm. table, whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. You squeeze it in whenever you can. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. All right. Well, nice catching up with you, Katie, and you know, talk to you in the new year. Yes. Thanks, Sarah. My next co-host is Tish Hamilton. Hello, Tish. Hi, Sarah. Joining from a closet, are you? As always.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And dogs barking in the background, even so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You are one of my great hopes for uh, people who've done, I know you've done at least one race in 2022. Well, I was just
4: listening to you and Katie talk and I did, I was thinking, gosh, I only did one race too, but I did, I actually did two races Mm -hmm. and I did do as Katie's husband did. I did New York City Marathon and she mentioned that it was 75 degrees, which is not my preferred marathon temperature. (laughs) It's not, it's not. (laughs) It was so hot and it was really hard and and I had a flight to catch after the race. So no. it was like, it was just, yeah, like I had only time to shuffle back to the hotel and catch a really, really quick shower and shuffle off to JFK airport and get on the plane.
2: Oh boy. <laughs>
4: it was pretty hard.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't recommend that. Yes. How much time did you have between the <laughs> when you finish until when you your flight was taking off?
4: Let's see. Well, that was, you know, that was part of the calculations, right? The whole time, because I'm like, okay. It took me over five hours because I, you know, I'm, I was figuring, had it been a beautiful, sunny, cool, a cool day, had it been a beautiful, cool day, I would have probably been between 4.30 and 4.45. Mm-hmm. And I knew that even with that, it was going to be tight. But then I was like, you know, it, it's such a pressure, right? You're like mm-hmm. watching your watch the whole time going, oh, my gosh, <laughs> is this taking forever? Am I going to make it? or do I have to cut across the bottom of the park <laughs> and drop out and go to the flight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and as it happened... While I was in the shower, my boyfriend Rick got a text saying our flight was delayed by half hour. And it was like, that was a, the, like the only time you're ever happy for a flight delay. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we got to the airport, we are like, you know what? We would not have made it had it not been for that delay.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that is nutty. <laughs> and, oh my gosh.
4: And then, and then it was delayed an extra half hour. And that was good too, because then I was able to, we were able to pull over into a, place to get a slice of pizza and a beer it was like the first suit I (laughs) had
2: oh my goodness
4: anybody listening to this could say this this is how you take notes on how not to do a marathon
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy but you had your new job to get back to and so I'm assuming that's why you had to leave on Sunday rather than staying until Monday
4: Exactly, and I'm never going to ever do that again. <laughs> never ever.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh boy. And the fact that the race starts so much later, so I mean, it wasn't like you were like, "Oh, I'll just catch the next flight to Savannah." It's like, "I'm um, no this is it." That's right. <laughs> this is the one. This is it. This is it. We got <laughs> we got the latest flight you can possibly get. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh <laughs> boy. Oh my goodness. And so, was that the hottest marathon you've ever done or no?
4: No, I have, I did one in, of all places, um, North Dakota in June had a freak, freak heat wave and it was like 75 at start, 95 at the finish.
2: Oh boy. Mm
4: -hmm. And it took me longer than that. And in New York, it took me over five and a half hours and I crossed the finish line and went to the hotel and promptly fainted (laughs) as soon as you stop moving, you
2: know, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Wow. Was somebody there with you in the hotel room?
4: Yes, my dear, my dear pal, Jodi Lealper. And in fact, I, 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 fainted in the elevator and she dragged me off the elevator and went into the room. Oh, stop. It's like Weekend at
2: Bernie's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 Nothing to see here, folks. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. And this is what we do for fun. <laughs> right. right, exactly. This was her choice, people. <laughs> oh, we, we Oh, my goodness. Good times. Good times are had by all. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So and then what was your other race this year in 2022?
4: So um in Savannah, and I, I highly recommend this race, there's a bridge that goes from the Savannah side of the river to South Carolina side, mm. Georgia to South Carolina, and it's the Talmadge Bridge, and it's called hence called the Bridge Run, and it's a 10K, and mm-hmm. you basically run up and over and turn around and go back up and over, mm-hmm. and it's a very popular event here. It's the first week in December. Mm. There's also something called the double pump, where you can you can run a 5k and then get the 10k and do the 10k. I'm not doing that. <laughs> For the record, I'm not doing that. One 10k is enough. <laughs> and and it's a steep bridge. It's like the Arizona Narrows Bridge in, oh. in New York. It's mm-hmm. and it's like the only hill in Savannah is this bridge. Uh, <laughs> you know, you do like an 11, 30, 12 minute pace going up and then like a nine minute pace going down the yeah,
2: other side. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then you get to turn around and do it all over again.
4: <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. my goodness. Yeah. So
2: I, I know you've been to Savannah a bunch because your boyfriend Rick does live there, but does it feel different now that you've moved there and you're living there and you, so you're exploring your, your new environs on foot?
4: Yes. It's, it's been like, it, this has been a year year of so many big, big changes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's chosen change, but it's still really hard. You know, everything's different. You said this to me. You and I talked before I moved. and You said, aren't you going to miss your friends? I'm like, well, yes, but, mm-hmm. you know, I miss them so much. It's it's mm-hmm. it's so hard not having mm-hmm. the running buddies, you know, like the mm-hmm. running therapy. Katie was talking about that also, and having your friends yeah. to talk through things with. Mm-hmm. I'm in this new place. My daughter's in college, so she's away. I'm in a new job. And there's just so much to talk About And, you know, my boyfriend's a gear man with a good heart, but it can't be everything. Right. You
0: know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so
4: I'm really, really missing my pals that I I talked with on the run. That's been a really hard thing to adjust to. And and it takes time, as you know, from, you know, you had Mm -hmm. your long friendship running with Molly. Right. Mm -hmm, uh, It takes time to find a, a new person to have that same level of closeness with.
2: Right, right. Have you joined any group runs or how have you reached yes. out to try to find people?
4: Well, um, you know, there there is a, a running club here, the Savannah Striders, that, that Rick has been running with ever since he came down here. So we do go to those group runs. But it's a group run with Rick, and it, there's not really opportunity to have a conversation mm. with someone on your own. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you were trying to be diplomatic, I know. Uh, I, I met my exactly. Good, I, I met my good friend Sheila on a group run, and we ended up training together for the 2010 Portland Marathon, and she's still a good friend of mine to this day. So it, it definitely can be done. But you're talking about Rick. I mean, how is working in training when newly shacking up with your man i mean do you ever say oh maybe i should just you know not hop right out of bed to go do that 10 mile run i was planning on what (laughs) (laughs) stone cold silence
4: (laughs) no he runs he runs too so he's getting up with me and and going
2: on the run oh very good i don't ever run by myself Uh oh okay i didn't know that yeah that's interesting Hmm. All right. Okay. So and along with, you know, everything that's been new for you this year, have you added in anything new to your fitness mix, you know, a, a new favorite exercise, you know, going to a gym, I don't know, a new sport, anything like that? Oh geez.
0: <laughs>
4: um no. What I did this year was kind <laughs> of moved. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting because you know you live in a place for a long time. You've lived in a place for a long time, yep. And, yep. and and moving is hard. Even like when you choose to do it, it's it's pretty hard. And there's a lot that's involved with it, right? <laughs> you know, like starting on one end with all the packing and purging, <laughs> and then on the other end, packing and setting up, and then yes. starting a new job that's like a hundred percent. Twenty four seven, you know, go 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 go. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a lot, a lot of time, mm-hmm. right, to explore those new things that I, I will get to eventually. But but right now, it's just like you know, kind of getting the bearings, right? Yes,
2: yes, yes. Well, I think that's I think that's more than enough. Yes, yes. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs>
2: what races are you looking at for twenty twenty three?
4: Well, there is there's a, a half marathon on Dalfusky Island, which is right off the coast of um, South Carolina. It's, mm-hmm. it's as a crow flies, it's really close to Savannah, but you know we have to drive inland and then up and then over again. And mm-hmm. um, it's an island that has very few residents and no cars. Ooh. And uh, it's a super. I, I've done it before. It's a super cool event, and I, I highly recommend it to anybody's this area. Mm-hmm. It's in January, so that's that we're going to do that and take a little weekend and you know unplug from work and and have a fun weekend, but Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I'm really excited about next November. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be running New York City Marathon. I'm going to be coming to visit y'all at the Hilton Head retreat. Oh,
2: yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. And we have a half marathon and a quarter marathon with that. So...
4: I love the idea of the quarter marathon. I think that's genius. Yes,
2: good, good. <laughs> because you, uh, you know, you don't walk funny afterwards, and you can uh...
4: exactly, <laughs> and you, you can do things beforehand too.
2: Yes. yes, right, exactly, exactly. Well, good. Well, so excited to see you there out there in South Carolina, and so great talking with you. And look forward to uh, co-hosting with you in the new year. And I'm looking forward to it myself. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks, Tish. Bye. Well, it's time for a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I'll be back shortly with more co-host recaps. All right. I now have Ellison Wiest on here. Hello, Ellison. It's lovely to see you.
1: Hey, Sarah, it's lovely to see and hear
2: you. Yes, 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 yes. All <laughs> right. So 2022,
1: what was your running like this year, Allison? Let's see. Could we go back to 2021 for that? <laughs> my running was, well, I thought I had pneumonia. And then later on, they said, oh, no, no, you had double pneumonia. <laughs> and then I got, uh, well, I was, re, you know, getting over that. I got COVID in September. So my running has been almost non-existent Mm. what I'm trying to do now is get back up to actually it's kind of interesting because it's where I started where I started running for two minutes walking for two running for two walking for two Mm, okay all right yeah it's like back to 40
2: years ago (laughs) and how does that 45
1: how does that feel (laughs) feel in your head in my head, you know, you have to do a little come to Jesus with yourself, but mm-hmm. then it's it's okay. I mean, I just tell myself this is where I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I went back
2: to d- doing the walk-run method in, I guess, in September in anticipation of Dimity and I going to Rancho La Puerta to lead some running clinics. And it was like, okay, I'm going to be the running expert at Rancho La Puerta. I think I better be able to run. Yeah. Oh, boy, the best laid plans. I, I I got back to where I was running. I was running, I guess, a half mile at a time at the track. Uh-huh. And then when I was at the ranch, my uh, left glute minimus decided to seize okay. up on me. And, oh boy. and so on our final day of leading the run-walk clinic there, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing the walking because my butt won't let me run. Yeah. 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 So it is very humbling, yeah. as you say. It is. Yeah. It is. It's worth it,
1: though, to just keep stay out there. Yes,
2: I think it very much so. Very much so. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then you had another diagnosis this year. Tell me about that.
1: No. Osteoporosis, and uh, I want to send this out there to the women in their fifties or who I went through menopause about about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and had my first bone density when I was about sixty-one, and I passed with flying colors, mm-hmm. not realizing that I am aside from never being a smoker, I'm the poster child for getting osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. I'm small, under 120 pounds, fair-skinned, have always been the lightweight and have a history in my family. Oh. So I just had another bone density test two months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm full-blown osteoporosis. Wow. So remind me your age, So the difference
2: between 61 to now.
1: Four years. Oh, boy. So so much changed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they were a bit surprised. But here where I have to confess, I was rather cavalier about taking calcium and vitamin D. Mm. Okay. So if I had to say anything to other runners out there who hit 60, have a great bone density test, and especially if you're a smaller bone, then hit the vitamin D and the calcium hard because once you get it, I will never regain that bone strength. I can maintain, wow. but there's nothing I can do that will regain it. I'm on Fosamax once a week, mm-hmm. but that's just to keep me even.
2: Wow, that's unreal. It is. But wow, so bone, once it's gone,
1: it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Mm. So that was really humbling. And they went back and checked, and they were like, no, you you, you had a great bone density test four, four years ago. So... You know I just hope to get that out to people that mm-hmm. just because you pass with flying colors keep up on the mm-hmm. the vitamins and you know, that's, that's my bad. I didn't even really think about it. I got mm-hmm. yeah, so. Oh, all right. Well, and then I asked you yesterday to be like, oh, Okay, tell us
2: since you joined me at least twice this year, it was three times Ellison for for yes. you know, reading podcast because of when the winter one fell. So I was like, Oh, tell us, you know, your favorite book of 2022 that you didn't talk about on the show already. And you're like, Oh, no, I talked about my favorite ones on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have. So, are
1: you indicating you're kind of rereading some favorites? Well, and I've had a number of people around here asking me for books that you know, they may have missed. And like, mm. you know, I would mention a book and somebody would say, when did that? Oh, I didn't, I haven't mm. read that one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a kind of, seems like a resurgence in novels that take place in Ireland. You know, we've got Foster that I mentioned mm-hmm. and um, the other one by Louise Kennedy, Trespasses. And there've been a couple of nonfiction books, but I always go back to William Trevor, who is now dead. He lived quite a long time. And he's an Irish writer that did novels and short stories. Mm -hmm. And my favorite among his is a very small, but just really beautiful and devastating book called Fools of Fortune. Okay, So that's by William Trevor. Mm -hmm. And then somebody was asking me about short stories. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, I'm not really a big short story reader. And I said, have you ever read, and I love this title, Welding with Children, (laughs) and that's by Tim Gatro, you know, G-A-U-T-R-E-A-U-X, a -A Uh a nice Louisiana boy, Uh and that has, well, obviously, the title story is Uh just hilarious, and it's a good combination of what I say really fine Southern writing Uh and really Uh interesting and sometimes just too funny short stories. Uh Mm-hmm. Somebody else was asking about why I don't, I'm not a huge memoir oh, reader. I didn't know that. No, I am I like biographies. Some memoirs I find to. oh, this is what terrible things happen to me. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, all right, let's ride this bus another time. But one of the memoirs that I absolutely loved came out, oh God, I think about 10 years ago, and it's called Let's Take the Long Way Home.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. and it's
1: by Gail Caldwell. Mm-hmm. I may have actually mentioned this way, way back. Say, it in sounds familiar. Youth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that one, I think, is is just it's a, it would be a great book club read also. Oh, good. And it, it's essentially about the friendship between Gail Caldwell and another writer who a lot of people may remember, Caroline Knapp, mm-hmm. who wrote Drinking, a Love Story. Mm-hmm. If you love Female friendships and dogs. This is right up your alley, but keep the Kleenex close by. <laughs> Carl thought he was going to have to, like, you know, <laughs> revive me at one point. I was crying so
2: hard. It's like me reading The Lovely Bones.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Every, yeah, every yeah. time. And I mean, you know, he, Jack would walk into the room, are you reading that book again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Carl would say, quit reading it. Quit reading it. And I'd say, it's such a great book. <laughs>
2: No, that's so the wonderful. thing. The, the crying's good.
1: You know, it's that catharsis.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, the, no. it's the controlled also because unlike real life, you can close the book, you know, that's whereas exactly if you're right. crying about real life, you know, your friend gets a, a serious diagnosis, you know, uh, a family member dies, you know, you can't, you can't close the book on that. But with the right. book, it's like, exactly. okay, I can get these these emotions out and put it on the shelf when I feel like not experiencing those emotions anymore. That's
1: exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I hate to be, you know, but I think that that's another difference between men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. anyway, Mm -hmm. then a good saga, like a really Mm. strong saga. People have been like, you know, I want something that I can just curl up with on, you know, Christmas morning or during the holidays and just wrap myself. And one of the books is... By Julie Oranger, O R R I N G E R. It's called the Invisible Bridge. Mm-hmm. It's just—I mean, all I need to tell you: family love story. It, it takes place in Hungary, mm. and it's just like I just read it in one fell swoop. Plus, the hard copy, mm-hmm. the hardback. Is that deck- deck-
0: oh, deck- oh, <laughs> all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag book nerds. <laughs> yeah, I had to get that in there. I had to get at least one in there. Actually, now that I look at it, my hardback copy of "Let's Take the Long Way Home" Ooh. is decal. <laughs> ding ding ding! They still <laughs> my beating heart. Weird, weird. <laughs> yeah. The last one I just want to m- mention is called "Life: mm-hmm. An Unexploded Diagram." Mm-hmm. So it's life colon you know colon mm-hmm. And, and the author is Mal, M A L Pete, P E E T. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to describe this book. It was uh, sent out as sort of an older YA book. Mm-hmm. And it's got a puzzle in it mm-hmm. that is just, I can't describe it because <laughs> it's beyond my kin. Mm-hmm. But what I'll tell you is if you've got somebody like uh, who loves YA, Especially a male. I think mm. this would be a fantastic book. Oh, uh, It may be a little hard to find, but okay. I was wondering about even John or Jack, because Carl's got it on his list.
2: Oh, good to know. Good to know. Jack has a huge list of books by his bed that he doesn't read. He just keeps them there. And, no, no. and, and finally, they had <laughs> so much dust on them that finally I just oh, put yeah. them on the, I dusted them off and put them on the bookshelf and didn't hear a word from them. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you don't want to see the foot of our bed. A friend of mine came in and saw the towers of books and went, Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh
2: my goodness. Well, E, it is always lovely seeing you talking about books. Yes. And here's to both of us, uh you know, doing the run walk and getting back to running in the new year.
1: Sounds good to me. Happy holidays. Bye bye. Hi. All right.
2: My final guest of this episode is Liz Waterstrot. Hello, Liz.
0: Sarah, I am feeling the pressure because I am anchoring the relay today. Here Last position. (laughs) And this is it. I'm going to make it or break it. It's
2: gold or nothing. Okay. Well, the baton was successfully handed off. You're accelerating into the curve. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Liz, you are perhaps the only co-host who did numerous races this year. Am I right? You are correct. Mm -hmm. Tell us about some of them. Other than the, you talked about the epic one where you got road rash that you are still recovering from or or scrapes and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. What were some of the other races? I did six national championships. Oh my gosh. And I do not toot my horn often, but I will say I was on the podium in my age group at all six events. So great. So So
2: great. You just won the gold for us right there.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so it it was good and it was just a year where I went with the flow. Nothing was on my race schedule. Mm-hmm. I just went with it and and it worked out okay.
2: Wow. I know you are a very humble person, but you have to have a level of fitness and a level of training that it, you know, so it's we're not saying that just anybody can hop into a race and finish on the podium in their A group at a national race. So you do have a level of training that's pretty high.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. I like to stay generally fit. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is a good enough goal. And, you know, it used to be in the past, I would write my goals down every year and all the races I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. and where I wanted to finish in each race. And I just found as I got older and more things were piled onto my plate, that just didn't work for me anymore. Mm. There was too much pressure. Um, I set the bar too high and set myself up for disappointment anytime I got off track or an injury popped up. And let's be, let's be real, this stuff is more likely to happen the more we get into life. Mm-hmm. So now I just like to stay generally fit. I, I never take a ton of time off and I try not to stray too far from just the basics of getting in a good amount of swimming, biking and running each week. Uh, and that allows me to, to jump into a race with a little bit of focus, but it, it keeps me from that going all in mode, which Mm. for me is incredibly comfortable, but it also tends to bring out the worst in my personality these days. How so? I mean, how do you, how does it turn you? I just go all in and I just, I'll give up social things. I just feel like I'm less present for life and Mm. I enjoy things less and, Like I said, it just doesn't bring out the best. I mean, it it, it obviously showcases discipline and hard work and Mm -hmm. and just that extreme motivation to get up every day and check boxes. But it also makes me a robot, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. we don't need to be a robot and it kind of triggers a lot of that perfectionism which I think Mm -hmm. many women struggle with you know just having to just be really good at something or perfect and not accepting anything less and beating yourself up when it doesn't go really well Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to be less of a robot these days. And and here's a funny story. So my husband lovingly calls me a robot. Uh, It's it's kind of something I've learned to to laugh at after 20 years of marriage. But in the winter, I like to spend some time in my closet because it's very big and it's warm. And so, (laughs) no work with me here. So I like to go and sit in there and sometimes read a book because it's quiet and nobody'd really come for me in the closet. But um, my husband calls it my charging station. (laughs) <laughs> this is your robot charging station, and and it's true because I'm I'm really introverted by nature, so I need that, like, recharging time. So I've just, you know, I go into my charging station more often these days, plug myself in. Okay,
2: I'm going to insist that you go into your charging station after this and have one of your kids take a picture of you or your husband take a picture of you oh. because we need to see this
0: because no so absolutely I'll take a picture
2: <laughs> because i also i mean do you have furniture in your closet so are you sitting or are yeah, you, you're not sitting on the floor
0: there is a chair in there okay um, and i don't i don't live in some like luxurious palace okay. we have a, an old house but the master bedroom uh-huh. has a very large closet uh-huh. And it's also, because of where the, the heating system is in our house, it's the warmest room in the winter. So the rest of the house is really cold, mm-hmm. but the master closet, and sometimes the kids will join me in there. <laughs> We're all in the closet. It's healthy.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, it just has, I can hear the, the sirens, the nuclear war sirens going
0: off or yeah, something. Hey kids, get in the closet. You know? Yeah, the water strats are in the closet. It's like you're in Didn't Ukraine even or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see this turn in the conversation coming at all. <laughs>
0: Where did you want this conversation to go? Because I think I just took it completely off track. <laughs> no,
2: there was I definitely have very only very vague notes, but the, it didn't even brush up against this. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So did you add anything new to your routine this year that made it so that you think you were able to achieve those goals, or the the yeah. what they weren't even goals, but achieve those finishes, should I say?
0: Yeah, I did actually. I gave up strength training. Um, I I, <laughs> I know Wait, this is a great.
2: Do as I say, not as great, I do.
0: Well, no, but this is a great example of you need to find what works for you uh-huh. and to always stay open to the possibility that just because something works for everyone else, that doesn't mean that it works for you. So I love to strength train and I I love to lift weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love to go to the gym, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like after eight weeks of doing it, I would I would just end up hurt or injured. And, and it certainly wasn't because I was lifting too heavy or doing things with bad form. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped, and I did a hard reset earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about, um, it's it's called MAT, it's Muscle Activation Technique. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about this. One of my athletes did it weekly, and she was always talking about the process, and it also kept her remarkably injury-free. So I found that there was a practitioner not too far from me, and I said, "Well, I have nothing to lose because everything else I keep getting hurt going through PT and strength training." Uh, so I tried it, and, I, and I'll be honest, it was it was one of those life changing things. Wow! Um, the practitioner himself is amazing, and he's just a really interesting person. Um, but he's just really taught me to to trust my body and to just really think about the load that's being placed on our bodies, just holistically, you know, it's not just about strength training or workouts. It's about, and I think we talked about this last time, Sarah, it's about that conversation you have with someone that creates tension and then you start to feel it in your body or, Mm. you know, certain times of the year where your body is just carrying more stress and and it's all load on your body. So I added that into my routine every week and it's not cheap, but it has saved me Mm how much in co-pays for getting MRIs or going to PT Mm. every week and all Mm. that other stuff. So that was truly life-changing this year.
2: Wow. Wow. I have to say you talking about the stress and, and feeling in your body. I had for the, I never imagined myself that I was one of those people who stress manifested itself physically in my body, but I was proven wrong while I was on a business trip in Austin And it was two days before my son, who's applying to multiple, multiple BFA programs, it was two days before all that work, you know, all the forms were due, all the applications were due. And I told him, I'm like, I'm going to be gone. This is you're on your own for this. And he called me and started telling me and he was just having a freak out and he's not a freak out type of kid. And... A, a twinge started in my back and the more he talked the tighter and tighter and tighter my low back got to the point where i almost had to say i have to hang up the phone because i can't move I, just, I it was i mean i could barely get out of bed the next day and i just was like wow okay stress is real and it manifests itself in the body
0: it is and i think when you're finally kind enough to yourself to not just realize that But accept that. Mm -hmm. I think then you put yourself in a position to heal and to start, you know, finding what works for you and finding a way to manage all of these stressors, so that your body can move. and And that movement might look different than what you've done in the past. And And that's a big part of the process too. Is hey, I can't. You know, I can't go swim 5000 yards anymore and then go run 10 miles. Those those days are over. Mm -hmm. But I think acknowledging the impact of stress is is one of the first steps. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, hearing you talk, I'm thinking we have to do an episode in 2023 about this muscle activation technique or, you know, finding what's right for you. And this is fascinating fascinating stuff. So then, okay, so you just saw which way the wind took you in 2022. So then is it foolish to ask if you have 2023 plans?
0: I do not have plans as far as, you know, set race dates Mm -hmm. on my schedule. Mm -hmm. I am going to go with the flow a bit again. And then, like I said, just stay generally fit. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could say, oh, I'm gonna race this and that. And but I don't know. Every you know how it is as a parent. Every day is a new adventure sometimes. <laughs> and rather than sinking money and time and and energy into different races, I'm just gonna kind of let it evolve. And and I'm not a loosey-goosey person. I know that sounds know. a little bit like mm-hmm. fluffy, but it just kind of works for me. And you know what happens is you kind of learn to fall in love with the process. Mm -hmm. And even if, Mm -hmm. and I think we kind of all learned this through the pandemic too, that even if there is no outcome, no tangible outcome, Mm -hmm. we can still really enjoy the process. It's still worth our time. I mean, even if we completely fail at whatever we're trying to do in the end, Mm -hmm. everything we learned along the way, the journey, as they say, Mm -hmm. is really valuable. (laughs) So that's where I'm at, at least with sports. And I have some professional goals and my My personal goal is to, you know, stay married, keep the kids alive, all that good stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Worthwhile goals. I support you in those. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've reached the finish line. I can hear the crowd cheering. Well done on anchoring the relay, Liz. Thank you. Thank you. It was tough, but I I got it. All righty. Talk to you in the new year. Okay. Bye, Sarah. Bye. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed those conversations with the co-hosts. I got another lineup of four co-hosts next week. Please tune in for that episode and please make AMR part of your new year, whether joining our annual membership program called Many Happy Miles, which provides 365 days of workouts attending one of our retreats. Uh, You can join us at Redmond, Oregon, June 9 through 12 or Me and Tish and everybody else at Hilton Head Island, November 3rd through 6th. You can also follow a Train Like a Mother Club program, by a sassy tear hat from the Mother Runner Club, or subscribe to this podcast so it auto-downloads so that it's waiting for you when you head out the door or hop on the treadmill. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medore from Fire on the Bluff.
1: (laughs) I uh, I look like a mass (laughs) murderess.
2: Charlize Theron will play you
1: in the movie.